Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Uh, As we close in to the end of the year, there's lots of uncertainty in this country. And that's what usually happens when you have a weak president, as we do. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Latest poll, Monmouth University, a bit sketchy. Uh, Mama's history isn't the best, but we'll give you the results. 803 adults, not registered voters. Registered voters, that is the micro detail that is best in politics. But this is 803 adults, Democrat 31, Republican 29, Independent 38. That's fair. First question, do you approve or disapprove of the job Joe Biden is doing as president? Approved 34 percent, disapproved 61, no opinion five. I mean, that's a colossal repudiation of any president. Second question, do you approve or disapprove of how Joe Biden's handling inflation? Approved 28, disapproved 68. So this is Bidenomics. Uh, Everybody's paying more for the essentials. I mean, it's as simple as that. Third one, immigration, do you approve? 26, even lower than inflation, disapproved 69%. That's a whopping number. Okay, come back to me, please. So when you see numbers like this, the outlook for President Biden is going to stay the same or get worse because you're not going to have a massive drop in prices for essentials. Oil prices go up and down depending on supply and refinery capacity. You'll see them come up for the summer. They always do. But what you're paying for food, for travel, for insurance, on and on and on, 
it's going to be tough to get those prices down, especially in 11 months. So remember, we vote next November. On the border, they'll make some deal in January, and then Biden will say, yeah, we're going to tighten it up or whatever. But it's so far gone down there. So many people are here already, and he's not going to deport them. That is just a catastrophe, even if he shut everything down tomorrow, it'd be a catastrophe. So he, he's going to ride into the election, President Biden, with huge deficits. Now, on the other side, you just don't know, because Donald Trump is unpredictable, to say the least, and the legal system is after him. The MAGA people will stay with him no matter what. 35% of the population maybe falls into the MAGA category now. Not enough to win. But clearly, Donald Trump is running ahead of Joe Biden. Now, three presidents who had lower approval rating, job approval rating than Biden has now, were Donald Trump. This was uh, January 12th, 29% job approval, 2021. Bush the Elder, August 2nd, 1992, 29% approval. Jimmy Carter, right when he was going into the campaign of 79, 28% approval. Can't remember uh, Ted Kennedy um, was hovering around then, but Carter got the nomination and then he ran against Ronald Reagan, got whacked. Okay, so the polling now indicates there will be a change. All right. Biden will not be elected. I don't even think he's going to run, as I've told you many times, but that's speculation on my part. And that's a memo. All right. So Joe Biden uh, is uh, delivers remarks at the funeral for uh, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor in Washington, D.C. And at five o'clock goes to Bethesda, Maryland and raises money, which he does pretty much every day now. Uh, tomorrow he's going to Milwaukee, small business growth, Bidenomics, the usual BS that he throws out there. I guess he's going to raise money in Milwaukee, too. I would get, it's not on here, but why else would he go there? And then Friday, he's going to visit with Jill Biden uh, families uh, at the Children's National Hospital for Christmas. That's a good thing. Uh, very generous thing to do. Saturday, he goes to Camp David for Christmas. I assume he's going to be there for Christmas if he's going to 23rd. So that's Biden's schedule. Hunter Biden gets a court date. January 11th, L.A., uh, charged with uh, nine counts of tax evasion, three felonies, six misdemeanors. Um, He's got to show up for that. He's going to plead not guilty. They all do. Uh, And then he'll try to get another plea bargain going on. But don't be surprised if Joe Biden pardons his son before the end of his term. We'll have to see how that goes. Definitely going to pardon him. There's no doubt. He will. Um, So that's going on on January 11th. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. 
Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kamala Harris back in the news. Remember, she was assigned to the root causes of migration to the United States. (laughs) Did absolutely zero. Now she's going on the road, the Fight for Reproductive Freedom Tour. Yeah, right on. Okay, so she's going to Wisconsin January 22nd, then other places to uh, tell people that abortion is a good thing and uh, all women should have uh, the right to do anything they want with no limits at all, ever. Pretty extreme position, if you think about it. Uh, And that's what Kamala Harris will do. Okay, uh, I asked for a pollster today, and I wanted somebody different. Um, because, you know, we, we like to get a wide variety of voices on No Spin News. So we got um, Sean Bartley. He's coming to us from Ash Lind, Ohio. He is a pollster for American Pulse Research and Polling. Okay, uh, my number is from Monmouth. And I, again, I'm, I'm not endorsing the Monmouth poll. Um, it's not been great in the past. But does that coincide with what you're seeing? Yeah, we're uh, we're seeing these kind of numbers uh, everywhere. Wall Street Journal had uh, uh, President Biden at his lowest uh, approval rating uh, in the history of their uh, survey with him as president. Uh, our uh, American Pulse polling have sh- has shown the same thing. Um, really, his uh, Biden's approval rating tracking with the approval rating on the economy, uh, and you you got right to it. Uh, the the economic numbers specifically for what people are feeling at the gas pump uh, and at the grocery store those aren't changing and it's what they're going to experience here in the next uh, couple of weeks and through the end of the year that's what they're going to have when they uh, uh, when they're uh, having people over for Christmas dinner it's what they're going to have when they're traveling um, and it's what they're going to have uh, on the inflation numbers on the mama poll is what they're going to have when they pay for Christmas uh, either this year or next year. Okay. Uh, um, I, as I said, I don't expect the uh, spending uh, problem for the American public to get any better. But you have a situation now where we're stair-stepping to the conventions in uh, the summer. So Iowa looks like a lock for uh, President Trump, former President Trump right now. Is that what you guys have? Yeah, that's uh, that's what we're seeing everywhere. Uh, if you go to the uh, Des Moines Register poll, um, uh, which is considered the gold standard out there, it shows uh, President Trump actually in their December poll at over 50 percent for the first right. time. OK, so let's uh, assume that Trump wins uh, along the lines of what the Des Moines Register is saying. That means DeSantis has got to go. Right. Because DeSantis made his stand in Iowa. And he's not going to get any money to run his campaign if he gets whacked in Iowa, which would have looked like he would. Is that what you expect to happen? Yeah, well, I think one of the things that you're going to see is all the numbers have shown uh, Nikki, Nikki Haley gaining on that second place uh, yeah. that, uh, that used to be the, the DeSantis spot uh, in Iowa in particular. And then you go to New Hampshire. Um, she's the clear second place person. Uh, you go to South Carolina where she used to be governor. She's in second place again. So, okay. I don't um, expect Haley to be in second place in Iowa. I think DeSantis will beat her, but I think that the Trump will want win. So dominant now DeSantis gets out of the race and he's going to have to, most of those voters are going to go to Trump. I think. Yeah. 
So, right. Uh, so the DeSantis American, crew goes over to Trump. Yeah. In our American polls, uh, polling, we asked, who's your second place choice of Republican primary voters? And uh, the second place choice of DeSantis voters uh, was Donald Trump. Um, right. And Nikki Haley at that time really wasn't registered. So that's what them, the media so. is not telling anybody that exactly. the DeSantis thing in Iowa coming up January 15th, very, very quickly. Um, could very well help Donald Trump. Now, New Hampshire is not a friendly state to Trump. Um, Christie has banked everything there. He's not going to make it. Haley, I think, will do well in New Hampshire. I think she'll, and then the media will get behind Haley uh, after that. And then they go on, um, I think it's South Carolina next. Is that what you said? South Carolina? That's correct. Yep. Okay. And then South Carolina is Trump territory. But Haley mm -hmm. is a favorite daughter there as the governor of the state. Without DeSantis, DeSantis voters go to Trump. Trump should win that pretty handily. So here's the question, Sean. Yes. Is it all over after South Carolina? Is that it? Then Trump? Well, you know, in our, in our, uh, in, in our most recent poll of Republican primary voters, 70% say that, uh, uh, that they think Donald Trump is the nominee. So, uh, even people who aren't voting for him. So, uh, yeah, they in, believe uh, And the bookies uh, in London, <laughs> Ladbroke, they got Trump, you know, big to nominate. Final question for you. Yep. Um, you. You know the Democrats. They're pretty sophisticated in their, uh, the way they run their campaigns. Everybody knows Biden is in severe, severe trouble. Is there any indication of a number two if Biden does submit his resignation for health reasons, which is what he would do? Is there any indication of who would then move in from your polling? Yeah, so we, we've asked that of folks, like, who would you want to see first? Uh, you know, really a third of, uh, only a third of voters definitely want Biden to stay uh, at the top of the ticket. And then a third say that they definitely want somebody else. And when asked who they want, um, uh, Gavin Newsom is somebody who jumps up there. Um, but the you know it's really shaping up just the way that they've created the uh the primary calendar uh that we're talking the the only way that they're going to be able to change nominees at this point is to do it at convention yeah. uh and that is yeah, the primary uh, and, you can't get on the ballot you can't yeah. i know that but that's the goal again going to the convention with the delegates don't have biden there and they'll elect somebody Newsom's not very strong. I don't think he will be strong. He's run California into the ground, but that's just my opinion. Hey, Sean, have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for helping us out. Really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me. Okay. So finally, uh, the Department of Transportation, that's Pete Buttigieg, uh, takes action against uh, an American uh, air carrier, Southwest, fined him $140 million for last Christmas's meltdown. Uh, you know, when we were reporting last year, I told you, you just fly at your own risk. JetBlue is horrible. Uh, Southwest is a debacle. Um, you know, so now $140 million, it breaks down this way. Um, Southwest is to pay the U.S. government, goes into the Treasury, $35 million in cash over three years. That's like $12 million a year. Not going to hurt Southwest, bottom line. Okay, so this is not what it means. Then the other 90 million is put into a fund anticipating other payments to passengers when Southwest screws up again, which it will. Look, 
I told you this from the jump. They don't have enough people because they don't pay decent salaries. The airlines in America. So they're hiring people who can't do the job, who can't even speak English. You go to JFK in particular in New York and half of the personnel cannot make themselves clear using words. You don't know what they're saying. Now, I'm not casting aspersions on them. They're hardworking people. But they're not paying enough, the airlines, to get professional people. The pilots and flight crews are good. It's safe to fly. But they don't have any backup, so if a pilot gets sick, forget it. All right? And if there's any kind of delay, it spirals down, it's disorganized, they don't know what they're doing, and they don't particularly care. But maybe this will make them care. Here's what Buttigieg said, quote, This penalty should put all airlines on notice to take every possible step to ensure that a meltdown like last December never happens again. All right, Pete. It took you three years plus. No, that's not a little less than three years because he got in with Biden on inauguration day. A little less than three years to do anything. But you did it, and I'm happy you did it. Got to send a message. All right, so uh, crime. A.H. Datalix. I don't, I've never heard of this. It's a uh, firm that analyzes crime stats. I don't believe these stats. The FBI stats, I believe. All right, so it says murders in the USA down 13% uh, as of December 7th, year to year. Still a lot of murders, but not nearly as bad uh, as 2022. Okay, Um, we don't have the exact number. The number they threw out, this analytics firm, is not true. I'll just give an example. Um, According to the FBI, in 2020, last stats we have, almost 22,000 Americans were murdered, okay, in 2020. And this analytics firm has 8,000? No, this is wrong. But there is a trend of crime dropping, and I'm not sure why. So we're going to look into it. We're going to wait for the FBI stats. But disorder in the nation's cities is at an all-time high. So on November 13th of this year, at 2.30 in the afternoon, two NYPD officers approached three men who were smoking marijuana in a subway station in the Bronx. A brawl ensued. I mean, we have it on tape. We'll show it to you now. Okay? So the three men attacked Officer John Hernandez and his partner, who a name I don't have, Um, and they hurt them. The officers were hurt. So they arrested two of the three assailants, Kareem McClary, 23, Isaiah Jessamy, 20 years old. The other guy got away. They still haven't gotten him. They showed up at court yesterday, these two uh, assailants, are charged with uh, second-degree assault. That is the top charge in New York. Um, And they're trial was put off until the end of January. Why? Why? But here's the rub about this story. So the Police Benevolent Association, PBA, is supposed to be sticking up for the cops. It's supposed to be raising awareness of how difficult police work is. 
And at this point in New York City and other cities as well, the cops are in danger, physical danger, because the thugs know even if they spit in a cop's face or curse at the cop or push the cop, nothing much is going to happen to them. As we see now, these guys are out no bail. Okay, so the president of the uh, PBA in New York City is a man named Patrick Hendry. Okay, we have been trying to get him on this broadcast for a month. All right, he won't come on. Why? Why won't you come on and explain the terrible circumstances in which the NYPD have to operate? Why on earth? What are you doing? Patrick Hendry. So I looked around for a uh, criminologist in uh, this area, and we found a good one, Dr. John Eterno. He uh, teaches at Malloy University on Long Island. He was a captain, retired a captain in the NYPD in 2004. He joins us now from Rockville Center. Um, did, am I saying your name right, Eterno? Is that correct? Yeah, that's Dr. fine, Bill. Okay. All right, so you're, you were on the job for 20 years. I mean, and in the time you were there, you saw the worst of it, the crack wars. And then you saw Giuliani and Bloomberg, two mayors, pretty much turn it around so that the, the bad guys were on the run. Now it's arced back to the bad guys are ruling the streets. What is the essential problem in New York City as you see it? New York City has a number of problems. First, I think the mayor needs to get more behind the police. His uh, rhetoric at times is uh, backward. He needs to stand behind the police. Judges need to stand up behind the police, but most of all, politicians. Uh, there are a number of things going on in New York City, one of them being the uh, city council is passing a bill that uh, they want police to record every single incident this is just crazy. Uh, every yeah, single thing. It's Anytime insane. someone approaches you, they people, want you to report. Let me explain it, doctor. So the liberal city council in New York, any interaction that a police officer has with a civilian, police officer's got to go back to the precinct and write it up, which takes them off the street. NYPD is undermanned as it is. Uh, and Mayor Adams, who's a former police officer himself, may even cut the force down from here to pay for the migrants. I mean, this is so insane. But when the police union won't stand up and say all of this crazy political stuff is putting our officers in danger, doctor, can you figure out why that man wouldn't do that? I don't know. Hern, I mean, Herndon? you have to ask him, but in my view, I can't this ask is something him. you really need to advertise. You've got to get on every program you possibly can and let people know how difficult the job being a police officer is, particularly in a democracy. The officers are the front line of democracy at work. This is what they do. And when they get attacked in a, in a subway for something as minimal as you know smoking, uh, it's, it's, it's something that's an affront to the public, not just an affront to the officers themselves. This is an affront to democracy. You know, okay. when officers in the street get, get attacked like this, this, that, this that's is a, true because the last line of defense, the savages and the folks are the police. Did you feel in physical danger when you were on the job, doctor? Absolutely. There were times where I've gone after people with guns, knives, uh, people that uh, 
it spit at me. But but today, it, it's but what, very what I'm trying to say when is politicians. You politicians at that point don't, in time. Don't, at that point in time, you knew you get backed up by your union, and and most of the time by the police chiefs, right? Kelly and Brad and these people. Bill. Right. A hundred percent. I but knew now, all the time that, that, that the no. people behind me would back me up. I knew the union would stand behind me. And most of the politicians, I'm not going to say all of them, but most of them stood behind the police, particularly uh, the state. Uh, many of these officers, something like bail reform was just unconscionable. People wouldn't even think of that. And letting these these uh, two thugs uh, get out on on being released on their own recognizance. This this is crazy. They are violent, and it's a, it's a problem not just for police, but for the public and being safe, just walking in the streets and walking in a subway. We don't have that protection that, that we should feel from our politicians, from our police leaders, from our union leaders. We need that protection. We need that. It's a difficult job as it is, but not to have that backing is unconscious. It is. It, it, it is. I, as a journalist, as a journalist who covered this city for decades, I've never seen this before. I've never seen a union president run and not stick up for his guys. You can spit in the face of a police officer now in New York City. You can curse at them, push them. Nothing. You weren't even being brought in for that. These guys wailed on the cops. And, and beat them. And they were in for maybe three hours, no bail, out doing whatever they want to do. So you got to feel, and this is the last question, the people on the job, the cops on the job, they know nobody has their back. Last word. Yeah, there is no doubt that police officers is the front line of democracy. Unfortunately, they have no choice. They're out there. It's a tough, tough job. And unfortunately for them, they don't feel back and they need to feel that backing of the public, of politicians and of their and own And it's not leaders. happening. And that's why they're all leaving en masse. Hey, Dr. Merry Christmas. Thanks for helping us out. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Merry it. Christmas, Bill. Right. All right. Another uh, Paul Rasmussen um, about the media. So the numbers on the media now are is lower than any other point in our history. So the, the corporate media, this is the networks, the cables, you know, the big media, national media. People have just left. I told I gave you the numbers about Fox News. CNN and MSNBC are the, they're almost invisible now. So people are just not watching unless you are a really fervent ideologue on the right or the left and you just want to hear your opinion re- Reinforce. That's what they sell now. So here's a poll from Rasmussen. Uh, 1,080 likely voters. First question, is the problem of bias in the news media getting better or worse? Better 6%. Worse 60%. About the same 30. So, I mean, what kind of plurality do you need? How would you rate the quality of news media coverage of the Biden administration? Good, excellent, 30 Fair, poor, 65%. And that shows you that even the people who support the Biden administration know the fix is in. They know they're not getting the truth. Last question. 
President Biden's son, Hunter, was recently indicted on nine federal tax charges. Has the news media given too much coverage or not enough of this? Too much 24, not enough 51. Here you go again. Okay. About right 19. So um, that's about an even split because Democrats don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear about Hunter Biden. They don't think Hunter Biden has anything to do with President Biden. Okay. Canada. So Canada is not like the United States because they have a different constitution. It's a much more top-down country. Ottawa runs the country. Now, if you live in Calgary or Edmonton, that's not real good for you. Because Ottawa's on the east and you guys are in the west. So now uh, the Canadian government, Justin, says by 235, no gas cars. Uh, new passenger cars run by gas can going to be sold in Canada. And there's all kinds of little things in there that, but essentially they're going to make it very difficult for any gas car to be sold, uh, new one, by 235. They tried that here. In America, but it can't happen here because you're interfering with um, capitalism, with private enterprise, and the government can't do that. However, the government can do it if there's a national emergency, which is what you're going to start to hear. The global warming, the climate change is Miami's going to sink, um, and New York is going to go underwater, whatever. You're going to start to hear that. And so we can't have any gas cars. I wish that all cars were electric. I do. But you're going to have to have far more, uh, far easier ways to charge your car, more range on the car. 250 miles, not going to cut it. Okay. And you got to bring the prices down. Okay. A hundred grand for a car. So uh, the Pope. A lot of uh, conservative Catholics very angry that the Pope said it's okay for priests to bless homosexual unions, not marriage. That's still banned in the Catholic Church. No gay nuptials. But if a gay couple, a partnership, a union, whatever you want to call it, ask for a priest's blessing... Pope Francis says the priest should discuss it and make your own decision. The cleric should make the decision to bless the union or the partnership, whatever, or not. Sounds fairly reasonable to me. However, gay marriage is not recognized by the Roman Catholic Church. So I was on News Nation with Leland Vitter last night, and this was a topic of conversation. We'll take So the church is out of the morality business right now. And um, you see it, I go to mass every Sunday, unless I'm tied up, kidnapped somewhere, and the priests are afraid to talk about morality at all. They'll tell you about the mustard seed falling on fallow ground. They'll tell you about, um, you know, St. John the Baptist, but they're never gonna get involved with contemporary morality ever again in America because the damage that has been done in the Catholic Church by these uh, clerics, these horrible, horrible men, is incalculable. And I don't know if the American Catholic Church can recover. So 
Pope Francis understands that. He understands the lifeblood financially of the Catholic Church comes from America. And so he doesn't want to come across as a um, judgmental pope. So what I was talking about with the clerics is, of course, the scandals, the, the law-breaking, the criminality of so many uh, Catholic clerics. Now, it happens in every religion. It happens all over the world. This is not uh, unique to America. However, when you have a situation where a church, particularly as authoritarian as the Catholic Church, runs into illegality, molesting children, all of that. And remember, I'm the guy that got Cardinal Law, deported me, okay? He was the big shot in, uh, in Boston who was moving the people around, the pedophile priests, he was moving them. He wasn't prosecuting, he wasn't telling the cops about that, the authorities about that. Awful. This was a cardinal. Boom, he's out of here. Really hammered him because he deserved it. But now the church is not going to make any judgments on publicly on uh, private behavior because of that. I mean, you saw it with the uh, with the hate group attacking uh, the Catholic Church in San Francisco, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and then being honored in uh, L.A. How many clerics did I call to come on this program to? say this is wrong. I got Bishop Barron, and that was it. Nobody in the U.S. Conference of Bishops would show up. Nobody. Not going to do it. They're afraid. And that is the truth. Smart life. Obesity among very young children, two to four. Study on the Journal of Pediatrics. And uh, it's rising. It's about 3% um, of kids that by the time they're four, they're already huge, out of control. So this means a bad life for those kids. Now, there are a lot of irresponsible parents feeding these kids junk, fast food, sugar all day long, candy, cookies, soda. I mean, that's almost child abuse. You got a kid, a grandkid, got to know what that kid's eating. Now, I grew up and I had cupcakes and, and melamars. I, I did. But back then... The science wasn't as clear as it is now. You're going to eat that junk, your life's going to be horrible. Even when you get older, you're slugging down that sugar drink every day, that Coke, that Pepsi. You're eating those desserts, constant ice cream. Your immune system's going to blow. You're going to die or you're going to be in pain. You've got to be reasonable about the diet. Smart life. Stay in history, uh, December 19th, 1978. The Carpenters. Now, why am I doing this? It's Christmas time. In my humble opinion, the Carpenters have perhaps the best Christmas album of all time. So 45 years ago, they show up on ABC, Young Brother and Sister, 1978, and it's a huge hit. Roll the tape. Lords on the fire, filling with desire to see and to say that I wish you Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to I just 
Obviously lip sync, but that's okay. I still listen to that album. That and Charlie Brown are two favorite Christmas song albums. Okay, so here's the downside of this. Um, that was the top of the chart, and that album went platinum for the Carpenters. On February 4th, 1983, five years later, a Karen Carpenter died at the age of 32 from anorexia. Can you imagine that? 32 years old? Nobody could save her? Oh. Anyway, you want some good Christmas music? I recommend the Carpenters. Good mail segment and a final thought update on Holly. She went to the vet today. I know a lot of people are interested in the Terra Dog. We'll have that for you. We'll be right back. All right, let's get to the mail. We got John, concierge member. And now, once again, concierge membership is an insurance policy for your life. I'm dealing with a bunch of stuff this week. People in tough shape. We're trying to help them, guide them, get them into a better place, okay? You get a private email to me, totally anonymous. No one will ever know. We'll give you the best advice we can give you. Concierge membership on BillOReilly.com, insurance policy for your life. So John says, I like former UN ambassador Nikki Haley, but will not vote for her. I like her spunk, not afraid to be confrontational. Reason I will not vote for her is that she is a warmongering neocon, not unlike Senator Lindsey Graham. I believe our issues are within our borders, not elsewhere. Well, I disagree with you, John, but respectfully, and I do respect your your choice of who you want to vote for. World's interconnected now. Out of control overseas, going to hurt everybody here. Susan Menzer, Grapevine, Texas, in your answer to an email, Bill, you said Hunter Biden's bringing untold embarrassment to his father. If you've considered the life he's led, I don't think Joe Biden could ever be embarrassed. I disagree. I think the president is very much upset by the conduct of his son. I'm not going to go any further than that, but I, I know that to be true. Uh, David Garner Dallas, right down the road from Grapevine, I constantly get emails asking to help prosecute Hunter Biden. My question is, why? Isn't it what the government gets taxes to do? If you get an email asking for money to prosecute Hunter Biden, that is a scam. S-C-A-M. Don't give these people any money. Oh, man. Bob Mayers, Lancaster, California was bad enough. The Dodgers hosted the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence who mock Christians and Catholics. But now I hear the Vatican is blessing same-sex couples. As the leader of the Catholic world, how can the Pope justify this? You being Catholic, Bill, should concern you. Why? Why? It goes to cast the first stone. I'm not, I'm not going to make any judgments about unions of any kind. And blessings are, are blessings. Well, I'm not going to do that. It's not my job. So I don't see it as uh, a big deal. Tanya, concierge member, uh, I changed my opinion since I moved away from many of my friends, and I don't see them very often, so I want to get a card with family pictures on it. I like the family pictures, too. 
But I just think there should be a note with the pictures. I just finished writing two hours of cards, hand thing. Uh, Lorraine, I truly enjoy your broadcast. I'm a new member, but I've been a fan for years and have continued to watch you on YouTube. Millions all over the world watching us on YouTube. I enjoy my membership considered a wise investment. It is, Lorraine. Very wise. You're going to be way ahead in the election. And if you become concierge, anything that happens to you, we'll try to help you. Okay, BillOReilly.com uh, Christmas store. No spin elves. Exhausted. We've had quite a season. The gift cards with the free copy of Killing the Witches or any of my other books, we can get to you almost immediately. Uh, which is, you know, the gift card comes immediately, which is will come a couple of days later. Uh, that is a really good deal. So concierge membership, premium membership gift cards, you get a free book of any of my books. Where do the day not be supercilious, S-U-P-E-R, super, C-I-L-I-O-U-S, great word. Don't be supercilious. Back with an update on Holly the Terror Dog in a moment. Okay, final thought. I think I'm the only uh, national worldwide broadcaster that uh, has a um, pet that is more popular than I am. <laughs> Holly the terror dog. Let's see her. Came two months ago, Holly uh, diagnosed with a tumor and she was close to death. So we rolled into action. We got Holly the best vet on Long Island. I gave you all that information about uh, Mr. Moreno, Dr. Moreno, and what a fine job he did. Saved her life. So today, Holly went for her checkup. She's about 80% back uh, to her old self. And uh, here's the final thought of the day. It's very expensive going to vet. And a lot of vets are bad. And you can tell if you walk into the office, if the first thing they ask you is about money. Not about the pet, not about you, not about anything. What about the money? Walk right out. Took me, I had to dump two vets before I got to the good vet. Because they, I could tell they didn't care. They were going through the motions. They would go cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Now, pet insurance is very expensive. But when the dog or cat or whatever, if the goldfish, you don't have to mind. Gets older, going to be problems. Just like people. You might look at that, compare the insurance rates, because I have the wherewithal to do this stuff, but not cheap. But Holly, going to have a good Christmas. We already got her some Christmas stuff, eating well, sleeping, corgi sleep about 16 hours a day. When I come back, if there is that, I, I want to be a corgi. All right. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight, our last episode of 2023 tomorrow. Don't miss it. It's going to be what the kids call epic. See you then.